Hello, all there. Um, this will be my first podcast I'll be doing, and um, this will be a series of teachings on the new kingdom realities, focusing on the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and the realities of the new kingdom. Um, before we start, I'd like to us to take um, it's a thirty minutes podcast. So what we'll do, we'll do a five minutes prayer first. So five minutes prayer, then we'll go for the teaching of today. This intent is the first of its kind, and it intends to be a a thirty minutes podcast to be done bi-weekly. One will be done during the weekday, and the other will be done during the weekend. This is as a this is what we'll be doing for now, and that will be your anchor host. So let us quickly say a word of prayer. And we'll be praying from Ephesians. We pray the Pauline prayer, Ephesians 1, 17 to 20. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, um, we give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what we believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly. So let us pray. We'll pray in the spirit. Membro do Dusha, Escofraga de Dadisca, Tanamondo, Subraga, Escofraga de Dusha, Subradisca, Tanamondo, Subraga de Dadusa, Asopradisca, Tanamondo, Subraga de Escofraga de Dadisca, Tanamondo, Subraga de Dundu, Subraga de Dadin. Membro Godu, Escofraga de Tatisca, Tanamondo, Subraga de Dadin, Escofraga de Tatisca, Tanamondo, Subraga de Tati, Ashakato, Subradisca, Tondo, Subradi, Escofraga de Dadigadaba, Barundo, Subradi, Escofraga de Tatisca, Tanamondo, Subraga de Tati, Ashaga de Dadigadaba, Praga de Dabundo, Subraga de Dadum. Membro Gototi, Escovregatotisca, Namondo, Supregatis, Amondo, Supredi, Escovregatotisca, Tamondo, Supregatotu, Supredin, Escovregatotisca, Namondo, Supregatabundo, Supregatadin, Embregatatatatabundo, Supregatatate, Ashagatatatabundo, Supregatatate, Ashagatatatabundo, Supregatatate, Embregatatatisca, Namondo, Supregatatatin. Membro Gotusha, Escovraga de Tatisca, Nondus Bird, the Digger Day, Escovraga de Tatisca, Nondus Braga de Dabun, Embraga de Digger de Braga de Dabun. Membro Gototi, Escovraga de Tatisca, Nondus Bird, the Digger Day, Embraga de Digger de Braga de Dabun, the Supracata Tatin, Escovraga de Digger de Braga de Dabun, the Supracata Tatin, Embraga de Digger de Braga de Dabun, the Supracata Tin, Escovraga de Tatisca, the Nondus Prati, Escovraga de Digger de Dabun, the Supracata Tin, Escovraga de Digger de Braga de Dabun, the Supracata Tate, Escovraga de Digger de Braga de Dabun, the Supracata Tin, 
Membro che tu sapra, e lo glodusso fratisca tanto sopra di Membro che ti dedicata da bubrga da da bondo sopra che ti dedicata da bubrga da da bondo sopra che ti Membro che ti dedicata da bubrga Membro che tu tottisca da da bondo sopra che ti Membro che tu tottisca da mondo sopra che ti pon, Membro che ti dedica da bubrga da bondo sopra che ti ten, Esce che ti dedica Hallelujah, praise God, Amen. So as I said earlier on, my name is um, Edosa and I'll be doing this series of teachings. And the teaching is focused on the gospel of Christ and the realities of the new kingdom. Um, and... Um, As I said earlier on, the teaching will involve um, is a bi-weekly teaching, and I'll be doing the podcast. I'll be doing the podcast um, bi-weekly. I'll do one during the week, and I'll do the other in the weekend. For now, um, as the Lord helps us, and so very quickly we'll be looking at our first series of teachings for today, and those will be looking at understanding the gospel of Christ. Understanding the gospel of Christ. You see, from when we were small, we've um, we've heard the word gospel, we've heard the term gospel, um, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of His Son, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. But many a time, we've not really wondered to ask ourselves, what really is the gospel? What really is the gospel? You know, when I was um, in the university, um, I did a course that was quite bogus, and so in the course, what happens is that we're given so many topics to just go and read. There was no area of concentration, no nothing whatsoever. So we're just going to read. And so as a result, um, the lecturers found out that um, students were missing the point. Things they ought to know, they did not know. But things that they ought not to really pay much attention to, some students were paying much attention to those um, particular areas. And so, another lecturer within the system, now came up, um, he came up with the idea, came up with a new syllabus. And in this syllabus, now came up with the idea that there are some things that I must know, some things I should know, and while others I may know. So, and bringing that home, you see, understanding what the gospel is to the believer is what must know. It's, it's a thing that must be known by the believer. Now, in my teachings, I'll use the terms um, born again, Christian, born again, Christian believers. Now, these terms can be used interchangeably, but however, they are highly contextual. Contextual in the sense that, you see, when we use the term believer, believers were mostly used in the epistles. Believers were mostly used in the epistles, while Christian was used in the book of Antioch, in the book of Acts, where it said in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. So we also found that then, also you can also see, there's also a term known as born again. Now this, because when you say born again Christian, there's nothing like 
born again Christian is because there is actually no Christian that is not born again. Yes, then I'm bringing it home. So, by way of introduction, um, I'd like to start by that our anchor material will principally be the Bible, the Holy Bible. That would be our material for these sets of teachings, and um, we intend to stick by the Bible. The Bible, there are 66 books on the Bible, and so the Bible is a very rich material. Is um, I would say the Bible is both an academic material and a spiritual material. So we'll be, we'll be using the Bible as our major reference point. And so most of the things we'll be dealing with, we'll be talking on, will be from the Bible. And then... Um, by way of introducing the Bible, it can also be known as the Hagios Graphe. It's made up of 66 books. You have the Old Testament books, which you have the Genesis to Malachi, and um, then the New Testament books, which you have Matthew to Revelation. So, and then um, the Bible is made up of um, different authors spanning over time. I can't really, um, it's about, uh, can't really quote the number of um, figures of the authors, but different authors understand over time and um, it has been compiled for us so and um, what I'll be doing in this set of teachings is that I'll teach but I'll like to emphasize that the understanding and the learning is by you going back looking up those things in your Bible and most ultimately is by reading the Bible in a systematic manner the Bible ought to be read in a systematic manner. You read it from Genesis to Revelation. And the best way to read the Bible is to read the Bible together. And you must understand that in the Bible, there are some sentences that are literal, while others are figurative. And so when it's, uh, um, some statements are, 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 are said in a, in a figurative manner, if we take them literally, will be in error. The same way if some statements are said to be literal and we take them in a figurative manner, we will said to be in error. So that is the Bible. So we'll be we'll be dwelling our uh, emphasis will be mostly on the Bible. On the Bible. The sixty six books of the Bible. Genesis to Revelation. Yes. And um and as such um just to add again that um the Bible the Bible um Yes, yes. Just to just to to and integrate the fact that the Bible is to be read in context. It's better to read the Bible in paragraphs than to read the Bible in verses, because the, when the Bible was actually written, it was written as scrolls. It was written as scrolls, so it was mainly written as paragraphs. So the the verses actually came later on for proper referencing. So it is better we read the Bible and as paragraphs but occasionally we might need to whenever we take a verse out we must understand that we must have understood the context in which that verse must have been said before we can actually interpret what the that particular verse of the scripture is saying having said that let us now go into our topic of the day which is understand understanding the gospel episode one now I said earlier on that we've heard so much about the, the gospel. The gospel, yes, to add also, the Old Testament Bible, the Old Testament scriptures were written in Hebrew, while the New Testament scriptures were written in Greek. But also, some scholars also actually say that um, Jesus spoke Aramaic, that means Matthew to John was actually written in Aramaic. It is arguably said so. But however, generally, 
the Old Testament scriptures was written in Hebrew and the New Testament scriptures was written in Greek. Yes, so we'll now come to what is actually the gospel. Yes, and uh, we'll be reading, um, I would like to start from reading of, um, start to read from Jesus and that's, I'll, I'll start from Matthew. Start from Matthew. Start from Matthew. I read from Matthew chapter 4 from verse 16. Um, it, says, it said, The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Then I said, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So here we see Jesus in the book of in the New Testament. He began to preach. He began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, but let's now look at the gospel. What really is the gospel? And our focus will be, I'm talking about the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our focus will be 1 Corinthians. Let's also look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now, we'll come back to this verse. Let's also read Galatians. There's a portion of Galatians I want us to also read here is Galatians. That is here. Galatians chapter 1, I'll read from verse... Six, he said, I marvel that you are soon soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. I said from verse 8, he said, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be a cause. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which he have received, let him be a cost. said, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I now seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So here he talks about the grace of Christ being the gospel of Christ. So the grace of Christ can also be also be interchanged as the gospel of Christ. But in First Corinthians, we see there the apostle Paul was saying that I preached to you the gospel which I also received. And what is that gospel? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So we see here from First Corinthians 15. And from the emphasis of the New Testament, which we are going to be seeing, we are going to be seeing, is that the gospel is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins. The gospel in the Greek actually means euagelon, means a good news. Some other versions put it as two good news to be true. 
So what that means is that the gospel is how that because of the sacrifice of Jesus, our sins have been forgiven. He died for our sins. And the gospel is about three events. Basically the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to the scriptures. Now saying according to the scriptures is referring to Genesis to Malachi. Okay, let's see that. Let's, let's look at um, 2 Timothy. Let's look at 2 Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 3, I'll read from verse 15. He said, And that from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. He said, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. What it tells us is that whenever the Apostle Paul or whenever the epistles say scriptures, the emphasis when they were talking about scriptures, by that time they were just writing, they were just writing the epistles. So they wouldn't have been referring to the epistles, but rather they were referring to the Old Testament books, which is Genesis to Malachi. So what the Apostle Paul is saying in First Corinthians 15 is that when you read Genesis to Malachi, that the essence of Genesis to Malachi that the essence of Genesis to Malachi, that the message of the scriptures was how that Christ died, how that he was buried, and how that he will rise again the third day for our sins. That is the fulcrum of the gospel. The fulcrum of the gospel is centered around the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. This is very, very important. This is a must-know for every believer. Every believer must know that the gospel is about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. According to the scripture, simply means that according to Genesis to Malachi, that when you read Genesis, you take Exodus, you take Numbers, you take Leviticus, you take Deuteronomy, you take Judges, you take Joshua. When you look at these books, you will see there is a light, there is a pattern that was showing. And that pattern was that a Messiah was going to come. And that Messiah that was going to come, that he's going to die, he's going to be buried, and he's going to rise again the third day. But there's no... There's no um, there's no straightforward part of the Old Testament scriptures. Whenever I say the Old Testament scripture, I'm talking about Genesis to Malachi that says that Christ, Christ will die, Christ will be buried, Christ will rise again from the third day. That is actually written like in a verse. No. But what that means is that when you take the contents, that the, that the message of the scriptures is about Jesus and his three days and his three nights. Very, very important. Very, very important. And so we'll be looking at what this means to us today. How does this affect us as individuals? How does this affect us as believers? So what Corinthians is talking about now, so I'm reiterating it again. So whenever you hear the term, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is not is not something that is far first in the ceilings that cannot can, that cannot be reached. It's not something that that we cannot hold on to. It's not something that we cannot comprehend. It's not something that we cannot analyze. But it's something that we have to realize that the gospel, whenever we hear the term the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
And it is talking about the death, the burial, and the, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, this death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ was actually spoken to in the Old Testament scriptures. But Jesus himself actually said it. Now, let's look at it in um, Matthew, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. I read from verse um, Okay, I might not be able to get the exact chapter and verse now, but when Jesus Christ said at that time, Jesus Christ began to tell to them how that he is going to be killed by the by the Pharisees and by the Sadducees, and that he will rise again the third day. Okay, I've seen it. That's Matthew chapter twenty. I'll read from verse seventeen. He says, "And Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the twelve disciples apart in the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him." And the third day it shall rise again. So this again gives us an evidence that the gospel was not only prophesied in the Old Testament scriptures, Genesis to Malachi. The gospel was also talked about by Jesus himself. He said that he was going to be killed. He was going to be crucified. He was going to be betrayed. But by that time, the disciples did not really understand what he was talking about. It was after upon his resurrection that he don't know them okay this was what he was saying in fact in some other place he actually told them that upon his resurrection that they will wait for him in galilee so jesus has actually talked about his death talked about his burial talked about his resurrection made it known in some other instances we look at in matthew in, in matthew 12 he talked about something in matthew 12 In Matthew 12, Jesus says something in verse 39. In verse, I'll read from verse 38. He said, Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus Christ was... Actually, it, it was not something that, that should have come strange, totally strange to the disciples. Because Jesus Christ, in some instances in the, in the, in the four Gospels, we saw it that he talked about it. How that he was going to be crucified. How that he was going to remain in the heart of the earth for three days and for three nights. For three days and for three nights. So that is the fulcrum of the gospel. That it is because of the death, burial, and the resurrection of, Je of, of, of um, Jesus Christ that we can say that our sins have been forgiven. Does that say that, that sins were not forgiven in the Old Testament scriptures? I have not said so. But what I'm saying is that what gives us the evidence, what gives us our meal ticket that our sins have been forgiven for our sins? Now, it's, it's put in this way. 
there was there was a penalty there was there was an offense and as a result of the offense there was a penalty and as a result of the penalty someone had to take the place of the penalty man was not able to angels were not able to so he took the person of the son to take it our place so we are actually safe to say that jesus christ took our place he was punished for our iniquities he was chastised for our iniquities for our sins as was prophesied by the prophet isaiah as we see let's just look there let's look at it in isaiah isaiah 53 isaiah 53 in isaiah 53 i'll read from verse 7 I read from verse four. It says, "Surely he had borne our griefs and carried away and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smiting of God and afflicted." He said, "But he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed." This verse was just talking about. He said in verse six, went for that to say, "He said, all we like sheep have gone astray." We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He said he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before Asherah's is done, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. This is talking about no other person than the man christ jesus talking how that he was betrayed into the hands of the pharisees and to the chief priests how that he was he was taken from one judgment throne to another from he was taken from pontius pilate he was taken to the high priest Caiaphas. how all those events that happened was prophesied by isaiah in this in this vision and he was talking about how that he was that the reason why he went for all that was because of our transgressions that the iniquity of us all was laid upon him. So, again, bringing it home, the emphasis of today's lesson, understanding the gospel, is that the gospel, when we say the gospel, you are jalon in the Greek, it's not talking about just something that is, that is arbitrary. No, it is a definite event. It is a definite event that happened that brought a definite a definite effect upon humanity and upon the world at large and that definite event is the fact that Christ died he was buried and he was raised again the third day most importantly for our sins for our sins so the gospel is about the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins that is an eternal truth you see, most of the things that we'll be talking about are truths. Most of the things I'll be sharing in this podcast are truths. Are truths. Truths that I've received over the years. I've received over the years from those people that have gone ahead of me and from, from even the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Truths that he had taught me in the word. That I'll now be sharing from the word and I'll still be that he's still teaching me. But one of the most important things we must understand about truth is that truth is eternal. 
When you hit truth, when you hit truth, when you come across truth, truth is eternal. Truth doesn't change. Meaning that in the next 2,000 years, truth is truth. In the next 4,000 years, truth is truth. In the next 6,000 years, truth is truth. Truth is truth. Whether we take it or we leave it, truth is truth. And truth is eternal. Truth is eternal. It doesn't change. So the reason why we change from things to things is because we've not come in contact with reality, with truth. But the moment with our hearts are set upon reality, our hearts are set upon the truth of the gospel, then we do not change. And the truth that I bring to you today is that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is about the death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was prophesied, it said, according to the scriptures, meaning it was prophesied in the Old Testament books, from Genesis to Revelation. It was even spoken of by the Lord. The Lord spoke about it himself to the disciples, how that he was going to be killed, how that he was going to remain in the heart of the earth, and how that he was going to rise from the dead again the third day. These are eternal truths. So anytime, this is a must know for every believer. Every believer, everyone seeking to know the truth of God's word, everyone seeking to know the truth of the truth of the gospel, hear this and hear it clearly. The gospel is about the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ for our sins. And as a result of the gospel, we now have redemption of sins, Ephesus. We now have forgiveness of sins. We now we are, we are now being translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. So in our next lesson, in our next um, um, series of teachings, I'll be talking more on the benefits of the redemption, on the benefits of the gospel, what the gospel means to us today. My time is on. Thank you.